Hello, and welcome to the Essentials Podcast. I'm Alden. And I'm John. And in this podcast, we talk about a lot of different things. We talk about our lives. We have guests on to talk about fun topics, dig into really what makes them tick, and uh, just get different perspectives on the world. Without further ado, uh, let's get into it. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome back. We're back. The podcast. We've uh, got another episode prepared for you guys. Um, this time it's just me and John sitting, no guest. Yeah, no guest. Um, but we've, uh, it's been a little bit of time and we've been doing stuff lately, so I think we still have some interesting things to talk about. This is quickly turning into the uh, crazy stories about John's trips and endurance podcast more than anything else. <laughs> Well, not necessarily, but uh, I do have one of those stories for you today. Let's hit it. Um, but, I mean, before that, I mean, you were also traveling oh, this okay. weekend. Okay, fine, fine. Uh, yeah, I was in Houston uh, with some family. It was a really good time. Uh, my uncle lives down there, and my dad's a, a crazy guy. Um, I, we had him on the podcast. I don't know if that's been released yet. but It hasn't. Um, uh, but we, we should release it. Well, oh, yeah, don't worry. It's coming. It's but, a good one. Um He's he's a little bit more laid back and like just talking in his element when he's just like he's a ball of energy when he's when he's just with family and just eating dinner just kicked back he's crazy so three of his brothers down in Houston uh, all together it wasn't just wild hearing stories about uh, not too many stories but a few stories about my grandpa and um, heading to a water park and just hanging out with cousins have a good Having a good time. That's always a good time. So it's you, uh, what else besides the water park did you do down there? Uh, we stayed inside a lot because it was like 100 degrees. Yeah. I mean, Houston, I was actually just in Houston yeah. like three weeks ago. It's uh, it's warm. The Houston summers are no joke. Yeah, it was nuts. And they just moved up to a, uh, recently moved up to like the higher ground because they've had their house flooded like three times in the last 20 years. Yikes. So it's not been good for them, but they're like, they're like, let's just chill. So we did the water park. Um. We went to, hey, Slim's calling. <laughs> yeah, you're getting a phone call from Slim. <laughs> Let's go. We go back to episode. Uh, oh, we haven't released we that haven't one released yet that either. One either. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> we'll release that one shortly. Sorry, sorry guys. Um, additionally, we went to uh, the museum. At least the Houston Museum of something. Science? Uh, it was like. Which one? Not was the, it the aerospace. Uh, not the space one. The it other. wasn't the Holocaust one, though? Uh, that might. No, it wasn't that one either. Okay. There's a bunch of them. It, it was sweet. It had like a ton of crystals, okay. uh, a crystal exhibit. Was it right near the hospital system? Uh, I don't know. I th- Perhaps. But it had like dinosaur bones, a uh, Pompeii exhibit, which I actually learned a lot from actually. Nice. So this Pompeii exhibit, it was um, a whole bunch of artifacts from way back in like 79 or something. like. When, when I, I don't remember when Pompeii was. I, I am not up on my Pompeii. shows how how much I was paying attention during the dates have never been my strong point. But anyway, you learned a lot. So that's 2000, matters, right? 2000 years ago or so there was a massive uh, volcanic eruption in Italy where Pompeii, there's a city that was there. That was a vibrant like port city that just got obliterated, um, buried in ash completely. So people knew that there was a city Pompeii for a long time, but didn't know where exactly it was. They uncovered it. Uh, I don't know. within the last few hundred years. And they have all the stuff on display because it's like just buried in ash. It's not destroyed by lava. It's just it was nearby, but it was such a large uh, eruption that it it covered a lot of stuff. So 
all of these amazing uh, marble statues, um, co- uh, bronze statues that are incredible, uh, of incredible detail. And I was sitting there thinking, this is just incredible that the, uh, there are even tools there, like bronze tools and anchors that they had made. I'm like, how did they make these incredible lifelike sculptures and such fine detail in these bronze sculptures with the tools that I'm looking at right now? Like, bron- make bronze tools, but with bronze tools, make other amazing... I was blown away. And it kind of put into a new perspective, like, what's possible in our day and age <clears throat> that we don't remember? They had, like, nothing to do back then on the internet or anything. So they just, like, I'm going to hone my craft and I'm going to do my craft all the time, sculpting. Or mosaics. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, and once you're not like fighting for survival at that point, you can actually like start diving into the arts. Right. Um, that's in the, exactly what they were doing. Uh, um, and they, I, I was kind of struck specifically for me, like it's not about the tools available to you, like the best tools available to you, because there's the internet. There's you know, connectivity beyond what you would possibly believe. It's just you as a person, what you can do with that and the time you put in, that's far more important to actually creating something beautiful than just having great tools available to you. Dedication over great tools. Absolutely. No, I think you can, uh, that, that idea you've seen manifest throughout so many different industries. And, uh, even like we just had the Olympics and we've got these like tiny countries who have way less resources and like people and just like what you'd think like skill level um, throughout just because they're taking from a smaller pool of people, but they're like these tiny countries are still accomplishing and winning medals against these huge juggernaut countries um, just because they've dedicated so much of their time to the craft Mm -hmm. and and they're seeing success at such a, such a high level. Like uh, what's the country that's always good at running Jamaica? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they're like they're pretty small. Yeah, Jamaica and <laughs> Kenya always at the top, like always top three. Yeah, that's sweet. So uh, you had a good trip to Houston. It was a good trip. I learned a lot. The coolest part that I forgot to mention, coolest but also sobering and sad, um, was they found a way to resurrect basically the last moments of the people who died at Pompeii. Because what they ended up finding there was as they were removing ash and kind of excavating the whole area, they would come across human remains along with pockets of air. And they were like, what's this pocket of air in the ash? And they're like, they theorize, well, maybe if we pour plaster in, it'll like fill the space with what that person was when they weren't dust. And then when they disintegrated, like, you know, so all around are all these plaster molds from Pompeii of these people and their dying moments and like them crouching in these positions and like covering their faces and crying out and like, but it's so lifelike because it's literally, it's really interesting. It's like, it's like a shadow reborn yeah, that's into crazy. 3d. And it was really, really interesting. No, that sounds, uh, I mean, sounds neat but also can be sort of a sobering moment to sort of walk through that hall of all those plaster and just like thinking back of those moments, those final moments those people had. Yeah. You're like, Holy crap. That was snuffed out right then. It's a little dark, but it's like what life they had like 24 hours ago, they were just going about their day. And then now they're like 
like I'm witnessing their final hurrah <laughs> going on a place of glory. And uh, it didn't do us any favors that the, the place was just like a bunch of explosion noises. And <laughs> oh, yeah. They really got the like, whole just, effects. <laughs> there was like a dog curled up. I was like, oh, gosh. Yikes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, great trip. Came back. Uh, it was just a little weekend thing. Um, having a lot of bonfires, too, at the parents' house. That's sweet because uh, you moved out. Um, you're no longer with the boys at your place. That's right. I went back to Clinton, Michigan. We met a guy at the museum who's from Ypsilanti, some random dude in Houston. He's like, oh, I grew up on blah, blah, Hamilton Street or whatever. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's right there. That's Yeah, that's crazy. And he had a crazy, like, historians and uh, science people have such good memories. He was like, I remember you guys from two years ago. I was like, we remember you, too. <laughs> no way. I had, I didn't go then. My younger brothers did. That's hilarious. You know, so we live in Michigan, and I feel like in every, like, place that I've been at, there's always, like, someone from Michigan there. There's always, we're, like, watching this documentary, and there's, like, it's happening through Michigan. Um, it's just, it's crazy how Michigan seems connected to everything. Like, maybe, like maybe what? it's just, like, <laughs> my <laughs> personal experience. Okay, so we are it's at not this. not that incredible. <laughs> like, okay, 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 come on. <laughs> Example. Okay, so we are at a uh, St. Mary's Glacier in uh, Colorado, all right? We uh, were jumping off these cliffs. They're like 40-foot cliffs. It was insane, all right? When was this? Cliff jumping's not my specialty, but I was doing it. Um, it was like a week ago. And uh, when, when on this road trip, okay, so it was on, on this road trip. I'm getting strobe light, like right in my eye. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to maintain focus here. Um, Back up just a moment and tell us about like the scope of the trip, and then we'll dive right into that. Okay, okay, fine. Um, s the scope of the trip. The idea of the trip was to sort of do one last little trip, and it was initially just a drive to Yellowstone. Um, that was in our pre-planning process. Then who, we're like, who went? It was myself, Emily, Max, and then Steven, um, who you know, all of them, quite well. And some, a good group of chaps just going doing a little thing. Exactly. Um, and so the whole plan of the trip was just to do one last thing before school. Um, and it was just a drive to Yellowstone. And then we were like, we kind of want to go to the Grand Canyon. And then we didn't want to decide. So we're just like, let's just do both of them. Um, as one does. Just drive like 3,400 miles in just a couple of days. Uh, we had like nine days to do it. So... Um, a healthy amount of driving all throughout. Um, but so on the way down to the Grand Canyon, which was our first destination, we stopped in Colorado because Stephen has a sister, um, and so we were able to hang out with her, and we went and hiked a glacier. I didn't realize there's an active glacier in uh, Colorado. But really? What part? Uh, it's like an hour uh, west of Denver. Really? That's really close to where we were. Yeah. Like... like uh Pretty close we, to we like almost, Breckenridge. Yeah, Breckenridge. Yeah, dang, that's cool. Yeah, um, so it actually was neat. It's a it's a tiny little glacier. Um, it, it's technically a glacier, but it kind of just kind of looks like a pile of snow falling down a mountain uh -huh. rather than an actual like formal glacier like what we saw in Alaska. Yeah, that thing was cool. We should throw photos of everything in the in some sort of description. Uh, well, I can get you some photos of those crystals I saw down in. Oh my gosh, that was incredible! And let's throw up some glacier photos and stuff. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so we're, we're at this glacier, pretty neat. We're cliff jumping and, uh, a couple of side notes, the water that we're jumping in is just glacial runoff. So it's freezing cold. Also, it's only like 
70 degrees and windy, so it's not even that warm. Um, so, like, you get in the water, and your body is just, like, shocked. And uh, just, like, survival. Just, just try and swim out of this freezing cold water. And obviously, we didn't come to swim, so we don't have anything uh, to dry off with. So then I'm, like, hiking down, because um, I've given my dry shirt to Emily. And so I'm just hiking down with, like, no shirt back. It's, like, a mile and a half back to our car, um, which is fun. Um, but so we're there, we're leaving. There's a there's a guy we see, like, Max apparently saw him, like, falling down. But he, like, fell down 100 feet off this glacier, died. He's from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Oh, that's the, <laughs> the whole thing. I was like, oh, my gosh, someone died. You're like, and he was from Michigan. <laughs> like I forgot that was yeah. the, the lead up. Shoot, like right there. He saw I I didn't see it. I don't think Max saw the actual like moment it happened. Uh, Max just says that he saw people falling down. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. Yeah. Dang it. So you found out later he's from Michigan. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> I still don't think that's <laughs> that crazy. All right. Well. Well. So I have this thing. Oh, I'll continue. Tell you what. And I, I know that it's just, I, I've like convinced myself I see it a lot. So it feels like every time, but I drive a lot for work and through neighborhoods and stuff, doing roofing estimates and stuff. So I'm in neighborhoods a lot and just like, just driving around town, like 70 miles a day ish, six, I don't know. And so I'll, um, be pulling through a neighborhood and it feels like every time I see somebody walking a dog, the dog just like squats down and starts taking <laughs> pee right in front of me. And I'm like, gosh, like stop it. Like without, it seems like without fail when I know it's probably like a normal amount that, you know, but like it's a crazy amount <laughs> that I'm, that just, is, uh, I'm driving right when I'm driving by. It's like, well now, <laughs> geez, stop it. That's hilarious. So it, it's probably a similar thing like that, where it's like, yeah, I see what once, you're saying. Once you see, it, once you like, get it in your mind that it's happening a lot. Every time it happens, you're like, see again. But it, maybe it's been like three weeks since you met someone from Michigan, and it's like not actually that crazy. But I, I mean, that's a fair point. I'll, I'll accept that for sure. But I'll, but hey, like, let's have a little Michigan counter. You know, like every time you find someone from Michigan in a different spot, and it's a crazy thing, like. We'll yeah, see, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my eyes open. I'll keep a dog counter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta update me the the weekly dog count. <laughs> yeah, we're up to twenty five. We I had a a friend of mine is thinks I'm crazy. I told him that he was like, "That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard." I was like, "Come on, man! I'm telling you, it's true. It's real." Did it's you like, see any today? Yes. <laughs> Short answer is yes. The long answer is I think I saw four or five dogs, though. So that's really not that great of a percentage. Yeah, 25% so. of dogs. 20% of dogs. All right. Back to the glacier and the trip. What um, What else happened? What happened after the glacier? Did anything else cool happen at the glacier? Uh, not really. It was a neat glacier, though. I didn't know it existed. And uh, it was a fun little detour because we had not really planned a stop in Colorado. Um, so... A nice little side quest to the uh, to the adventure. We ended up staying um, on Bureau of Land Management, just public use land in Colorado, and it was actually pretty sweet. Uh, we're overlooking, we're like on top of this mountain, just overlooking some sweet views, watching the sunset. We had a nice dinner, had a nice little fire, and uh, we are in our tents. We've been like sleeping for a little a little bit. I've just been like watching the stars because. 
during this road trip, the Perseid, um, there's like a ton of like meteors coming from it, which has been a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm just watching stars and all of a sudden I see like six people, like hooded people holding candles, just silently walking through our camp. What? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Where, how far are you from civilization? Quite far. Um, probably good, like, so we're like four miles up this mountain, and then we're like a mile from anything else. And they're just silently walking through our camp. Um, and so I text Emily, and I also text like Max and Steve. How late is it? Like midnight, one o'clock. Are you, that's great. Are you serious? I'm completely serious. And so Max and Steve think I'm messing with them. But Emily knows since I like I texted her individually, she knows that I'm not messing with her just because she knows that's not something I would do. Uh-huh. Um, and then Max and Emily, they're watching like some show, and they thought I was messing around in their tent because they heard people like walking around her tent. And they thought I was like messing with them. So they didn't they didn't think anything of it. Um, and so then when I sent them that text, Emily's like, all fear, all fears are validated. Um, and then, but then, so they're walking they through see, the tent. Did anyone else come out and see them? Um, no one else saw it besides me. Cause I had my, I had my like window open cause I'm watching the stars. Uh-huh. Steven's sleeping. Emily and Max are watching a show. Uh-huh. And, uh, so then I watched them go over this next hill holding candles, like straight line, no talking whatsoever. Like specifically there to kind of freak you out. I, I don't know what they're there Were for. Were they in like not their hoods or something crazy? I, I didn't see hoods. I saw six people. Um, so clearly outnumbered. So then I like grabbing my gun just in case and I'm like getting out. <laughs> Which I just learned you had. <laughs> I lived with you for a year and I just found out like 30 minutes ago that he even has this thing. And he's had it for like four years, three years. I'm like, what? Like this entire time I lived here, you've got a gun? No, like, I got it right when I turned um, 19. So not quite that long, but. <laughs> so I grabbed my gun. What? <laughs> if you hadn't learned that 30 minutes ago, I would have been like, you have a gun? <laughs> like, jeez. Uh, yeah, so then I'm like clearing the camp just to make sure there's nothing around. Um, and there's not, and then like Max and Emily and Steve, they're all amped up because obviously like they know something's around. And so then we don't ever see them again. But at that point, we're not going back to sleep. Did you follow them? No, Why not? because we were going to. So it was, was it, it was Steven wanted to follow them. And I'm like, no, we don't know the terrain. Like we know that we're on top of this mountain so we can see anyone coming around us. I want that, like, distance safety-wise. If we're trying to, like, jump down this mountain and try and follow them, we don't know what's around the corner. Um, And we know at this point, like, if they're just, like, teenagers messing with us, we'd hear them, like, laughing. They wouldn't be so coordinated. Um, And I'm like, we're going to stick together. We're all just going to, like, stay on this hill. Um, And then they were like, we're not going to go back to sleep. And then so we decided to pack up tents pack up everything and then we just like got out of there we're like we're not we're not messing with this i think at the end of the day we uh we all think that it was like some sort of like satanic like ritual sort of thing people just doing their own thing they probably didn't want anything with us they were just sort of interested 1 a.m like on a mountain a mile from anyone else 
I don't know where they came from. I don't know where they're going. And frankly, at this point, I don't. I don't need to know. (laughs) They they do what they do. Keepers of the mountain. (laughs) We'll do what we do. That is freaky. So on the way up the mountain beforehand, um, we we get passed by this um, ATV. Um, It's like a three seater ATV. We find it like a mile later, flipped over. Um, Three teenage girls had flipped it. It had fallen on top of one of the girls. Her arm was like destroyed it was like a cut down to the bone and uh that was a mess but thankfully someone had was coming the other direction at that time so we like had her go with him and they took her to the er and then we like stayed and uh we like flipped the atv over with her and uh just weird weird vibes on that mountain yeah that's not even the craziest thing that happened i (laughs) believe like all of that and i'm pretty sure I didn't hear the whole story, but I know of something else that happened that's even crazier. So where'd you go next, John? Uh, after that, we uh, we left Colorado. We were pretty much done with Colorado um, yeah. after See a sleepless later, night. <laughs> yeah, so we, we literally leave this mountain, all right, and we're like, all right, we'll just start heading towards the Grand Canyon because um, that's where we're going <laughs> to begin with. And then we start heading down the freeway, and then we get... Um, Unknown caller. We get redirected. Because there's a mudslide that like, and then the detour for this mudslide is four hours around. Oh my god! And we're doing this at like two, three in the morning, and so we just drive until we can't. Like at, at one point, I'm driving, and uh, Steven's like, "John, your eyes are closed again. We should switch drivers." <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it was it was rough. Um, and uh, so we eventually made it to the Grand Canyon. Um, and so I proposed a nine-mile hike down into the canyon and back out. Not all the way down, um, but still, like, some sweet views and leaving in the, mer- in the morning, stuff like that. But then uh, Stephen had suggested, I mean, if we're doing nine miles, let's just go the rest of the way all the way down to the Colorado River at the very base of the canyon, which is, like, 5,400 feet down, um, which is not for the weary. Right. I, there's a... Uh a sand dune up in Michigan and sleeping bear dunes is like 450 feet and it's a rough climb because you see you go all the way down to the ri- to the Lake Michigan. It's I've done beautiful. it before. It's a yeah, lot of fun. I've done it a few times. It's sweet. Um, but like coming back up, it's sandy. It's hot. It takes about 20 minutes if you're like constantly moving and 450 feet is brutal because every time you step in the sand, you're sinking back down. I like the Grand Canyon heat. Oh like yeah, a mile elevation. I can't even imagine. Like it was, uh, frankly, we we left at five in the morning, um, so just as the sun was rising, and we're going down the entire the first nine miles down. Um, super awesome! All right, <laughs> yeah. insane views. We're watching the sunrise. We're just having a good time. <laughs> People, are, you think this? You, you ever get the idea that like this is a bad idea? That this is we so talked easy to a ranger at the visitor center. They're like, yeah, you guys seem young and fit. You guys can do it in a day. Just bring enough water. So I'm packing. I'm I'm like hiking, and I've got my big backpacking packs, and I've got like 40 pounds of water on my back, which is like. That's about my normal pack weight. If you remember, I went to Bryce Canyon um, in like mid-July. Right. I did 47 miles. Yeah. Uh, I did it solo, and it was like a similar elevation, same weather. And I'm like, all right, I got this. It's just less miles. Like, I can do this. So then I'll take all the water um, that we don't have, that that people aren't like, they have their water bottles, they've got their camelbacks, but I'm taking additional water. I've got like extra gallons on my back. I'm like, that's fine. 
And so I'm I'm chilling on the way down. And it's mostly downhill anyway. So like, I mean, not so, mostly. It's completely downhill. Right. So like you're gonna drink maybe a third of it on the way down, and then eat, you know going back up, you will still have a lot of water. You know. Exactly. Um, so I'm like chilling. But one thing I failed to mention in this story, and then also realize in real life at the time, I uh, I'm quite sick. Like I've got a pretty gnarly cold from traveling to Col- to Kentucky the weekend before. Like, my throat is, like, super sore. There's a few days where, like, I just can't really swallow. Um, So I hadn't been... I've eaten one Chick-fil-A sandwich in, like, three days for all of the food that I've eaten and, like, very little water. And I don't really realize it because I'm just... I'm amped up. We're on a road trip. We're having a good time. Like, I'm pretty sick. I'm I'm very sick, but I'm also just, like, just having a good time because, like... When do you realize that there's no Chick-fil-A's at the bottom of the ravine? Oh, man. Not soon enough. (laughs) (laughs) So we make it to the bottom, um, and we're feeling a little tired. (laughs) The sun is beating down on us. It's hot. It's like 100, 110, 115 in the canyon. Um, But we're, like, like chilling in the Colorado River, which is, like, nice and cool. It's a good time. Can you refill water there at all? Uh, We can, yeah. Actually, hindsight, I would not have brought as much water because I we didn't realize that we could refill water down there. Um, but it's fine. We just, like, dumped out an extra gallon of oh, water. Wow. <laughs> While you were there. Yeah. We're like, <laughs> I, I'm not packing this weight all the way back up. We're not going to drink all this water. Um, and so we eventually were like, all right, we've rested enough. Let's do it. Let's get back up. We've uh, all got about a lot of, we've got a lot of gusto from the, from the entire crew. We're headed up. And then we're like one mile up. We're dying. All right. The whole crew's dying, but especially myself. Like, I'm just not in good condition. I'm like one mile of nine or one mile of 15. One mile of nine. One mile of nine. And uh, it's rough. Like, if people know me, like, I don't often call for like rests or stuff like that. Like, I'm not one to just tap out. But I'm like every once in a while, I'm like, all right, let's let's take a break. I need a break. Um, and so there's a point where like, I've been, I've faced adversity before. Like I know what it's like to work hard and just like dig in deep. And I'm just like, all right, this, this sucks, but this is like what I got myself into. So just like dig deep. Let's figure this out. Let's, let's get it done. But there's a point, um, it's, uh, we get to this like resting point and, uh, I'm, I'm in really rough condition. I'm just not, I'm starting to get a little, uh little uh like losing any sense of like direction i'm seeing stars everything's spinning and i'm like this is a little more than just adversity like this is not probably not something that i'm going to end up being able to push through like i start like saying that in my head um and when i start like doubting myself like that's not good like uh i don't that doesn't happen very often for me um and so we we get this stop, and then I am actually at this point. I have started like peeing blood, and I'm. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kidneys. Oh no! Kidneys not having it. They're not having a good time. At mile, at mile what? At mile like three. Three nine. <laughs> <laughs> and already your uh, bladder can't like take it. Three and a half. Yeah, it's three like, and a half. Or all so. right, dude. You might think it's, you can get through this, but we can't. So I am oh. like completely dehydrated at this point um even though i'm drinking it's because i didn't have like anything in me to like keep that water in me right. and then my kidneys are just like shutting down okay 
And then, um, so at this point, we're like, I'm stopping every like quarter mile, every half mile. And everyone knows that I'm struggling at this point. And uh, are they freaking out at all? Everyone stayed pretty chill. Um, and uh, hats off to Steven. Uh, he was the anchor on this trip. He held it together for everyone. They uh, they took my bag because I was carrying the heaviest bag. They gave me the lightest bag. Um, and even with that, I was I was struggling. I guess I was uh, like stumbling so much they thought I was gonna fall off the canyon on many occasions. So they had like people like on the other side of me, like making sure they're like shoving me over just because I kept like stumbling almost off the canyon. Never, <laughs> never been there before. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story for another time. Uh, I didn't even give any anyway. Uh, fair enough. Um, so he was the anchor of the trip. Yes. So then we get to because I remember one time in Alaska, you got really cold because you were submerged, like basically eighty percent submerged in water, ninety percent submerged in ice. Yeah, basically water. everything but my really, nose. Really late. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> and um, everyone was freaking out because you were shivering so much. And I was like, guys, he can still walk, and he still, like, seems kind of, like, if John is really bad, he'll tell us. That's kind of how you work, or how I've understood how you work in the past. And if, if I see signs where you're, like, really, really can't go on, that's cause for freaking out a little bit more. But, like, I was like, guys, what are you doing? And this seems, like, worse than that. And if they're staying calm, I'm kind of like. They were, like, I from what I can tell, I mean, I was, like, hallucinating all over the place. Like, I'm seeing stars. I'm, like, spinning all around. I'm not seeing straight. Like, things are a mess. Um, but everyone, from what I could tell, was just super calm. Like, they knew, like, what needed to be done. And then we stop, and then I'm dehydrated, and then I just start vomiting. So, dehydrated vomiting, that's a, that's not a good... Oh. That's not good. So, we're, we're on this canyon... I'm uh I can't keep anything down at this point. Oh, no. I'm completely empty. I went to we eventually made it, obviously. I'm sitting here. I had lost I went to this clinic afterwards. Um they said I, I lost nineteen pounds from this little excursion. So I was depleted. Did they also say how much farther you had in the tank? Like they didn't. No. If, if you had gone ten more miles, <laughs> you would have died. Or no, no. Three more miles, you wouldn't have made it. No, they didn't. But uh, I made it eventually. Uh, At what mile did you start vomiting? Uh, like mile, just just about mile between four and a half and five. Oh, no. How this? Okay, this is like embodiment of you can go fifty percent. You know, if you feel like you have to stop, you can go 50, you know twice as far as you just gone. You know, I've I've I was met with I can't really go any farther. And then still made it another four and a half miles, right? Like, you were met with, I can't go any further, by most people's standards, at three miles. Pee and blood. You know, that's pretty That's pretty indi- good in- indication that something's wrong inside your body. Having kidney pain is not something I had ever experienced before. I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't recommend it, but it is an interesting type of, like, back pain that is uh, not, not one that I've ever experienced. Oh. Thanks for that. Thanks for that image and feel, oh, I like feel it in my back now. <laughs> <laughs> Your kidneys become self-aware. <laughs> they're, like, they're like poking me. That is just crazy. Yeah. So at that point, I'm vomiting. I'm not like 
I'm not doing well. They're they're just like, all right, we gotta hike back to this phone, try and like call someone for help, um, which they do, and they're like, you're too far out. We can't really uh, do anything. Did somebody go ahead to phone for help? No. So yeah. So Emily stayed with me on this ridge, and Max and Steven hiked down like a mile to this phone, where they knew this emergency phone was, and they used it. And uh, they're like, we can't really do anything. I think that, like, if it was, like, I broke my leg or something, they probably would, like, sent a helicopter or something. But uh, they didn't do anything. They gave us, like, a code where they, like, had a little bit of food and access to, like, water where we could filter it. But we didn't actually need the water because we had brought enough. So they eventually hiked back. And we're on this, like, we're on this cliff. And uh, we spend the night there. And every time I move at all, my entire body just starts cramping because I'm so dehydrated. It was actually the most insane cramps ever. Like, my calf was, like, doing the wave for, like, three minutes. Like, just, I couldn't control it. Like, it was just, like, pulsating. Like, moving on its own. Like, something was inside of it, just, like, moving it. It was insane. And, like, both my calves and my uh, thighs were doing it. It was crazy. That sounds so uncomfortable. Oh yeah, it, it hurt. It Not like, only does that as an image, have I never wanted to imagine your calves and thighs pulsating. <laughs> but that is a terrible image and oh my gosh. I thought foot cramps were bad. Yeah, there's like there's cramps that would like turn my ankle and just leave it stuck there for like ten minutes. <laughs> just stuck in that cramp. And there's a point where like it's been hurting for so long in the cramp it just like stops hurting. And you're like, oh, no, shoot, look, the cramp is done. But evidently not, because my <laughs> foot is still pointed backwards. It was, uh, that was a first for me. There's a lot of firsts on that on that canyon. <clears throat> Just in the way that we, we eventually, like, we're all huddled up trying to, like, get whatever sleep. I understand that I need to get up these last miles on my own. Like, no one's going to come, which I think was actually... Like, knowing that, that I'm just, like, I need to just chill out, focus on just getting as as healthy as I can with whatever time, whatever resources we have, and then just really, like, force that activity out of my body. Mm-hmm. Just knowing that no one's coming. So, like, you can't baby yourself. Now's the time. To just You just got to grind this out. You're vomiting. You're pissing blood. You're, you can't even move. You got to find a way to get out of this. Um, I think that was good. Um, really interesting. I like forced myself to completely change my state of mind where I'm like, all right, I can, I can just sit in this pain. Someone's going to come, which is sort of like where I was at when Max and Steve left. They're like, we're going to find this emo- emergency phone. It's going to be fine. But then they come back and they're like, they're pissed off. They're like, no one's coming. This is what we've got. And I'm like, okay, this is where I'm sitting. This is what I've got. Um, something's got to happen and it's going to come for me. Um, so we were on this cliff and, uh, sweet views. Might I add how many people get to watch the sunset halfway up the grand Canyon? All right. Dad, your eyes are rippling <laughs> from the cramps. Like, ah, wow. Nice sunset. Yeah, Emily says that apparently I was like randomly singing that I was just, uh, saying random stuff. I don't necessarily believe her, but I, I guess I would go par with hallucinations i believe her yeah probably i think i believe her as well but 
Um, but yeah, so two o'clock I wake up. Um, I've got the clearest head that I've had. I'm still like spinning. Everything's spinning at two o'clock in the morning, but I'm like, the sun is down. If we're going to do it, if I'm going to get up this Canyon today, it's got to happen like now I got to start moving now. And, uh, no one else was sleeping really because there's an insane dust storm that was happening. Wind was just crazy. It picked up in the evening. Like we slept with masks on because we couldn't like breathe or see because the wind was just blowing dust everywhere constantly, um, which was fun. Um, <laughs> that does sound kind of cool. Yeah, it, it's it was an experience. Um, so yeah, we we start trekking up and we're stopping like every point two miles because I just can't can't too much. But um, and every time we stop, we stop for like a solid like thirty minutes. Um. But we made it eventually. And uh, that was that. Everyone was really dead tired. So they went to sleep. And I was like, all right, I got to rest. But then I was just in so much like physical pain that I couldn't. And I'm like, I'm not going to get anything out of this. So I just drove to the clinic. And they gave me uh, two bags of IVs and some random stuff to fix my kidneys. And uh, that was that. But, uh, holy crap. Was there anything else crazy that happened on that trip, or is that, like, the final? So, after Grand Canyon, we start driving. We drive to Salt Lake City just because, uh, and we, we get a hotel there. We hadn't really planned on staying in a hotel, but we're like, let's just get a shower. Let's regroup. All right. We had a good time in the Grand Canyon. We had too good of a time in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> we should chill out. Uh, so we had, uh, we slept in Salt Lake City and then, um, we're sort of like between the Satanist, between the Grand Canyon and the person dying in Colorado, like what's going on with this trip? What's, uh, what's up? So then we get to Yellowstone. The original destination. The original destination and everything that we wanted to happen in Yellowstone happened. Like the tides turned. We had insane days at Yellowstone. Stars were crazy. Elk are walking through our camp. We're driving. We see bears. We see hundreds of bison. We go fishing at this spot. There's people fly fishing. They're like, we haven't caught anything. We, we took a break at 2 o'clock. We've been here all day long. Max puts his line in the water, immediately pulls back a, uh, a brook trout. We catch six brook trout in an hour, eat dinner, fresh brook trout for dinner. Did they, were, did the people, they quit. They it? left. <laughs> they saw that. Like, they never saw it. They're like, they're like leaving as we're getting there. It was insane. Like we've caught nothing all day long. We've been here all day, and we, we Max throws his hook in the water. I like less than two seconds pulls in a fish. <laughs> That's crazy. That's it was nice. insane. the The views are crazy. The weather was perfect. Um, we get to Old Faithful. We sit down. Starts erupting. It, like the way that everything worked out was just. Uh, it was insane. That's really nice. Yeah. So was the trip overall successful? I mean, trip was successful even if it stopped at Grand Canyon. We all had such a good time. We went to the Badlands on the way back. We camped in this grassland that was in the middle of nowhere. People were a little little uh, antsy after the last middle of nowhere camping. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we drive like three miles into this grassland, empty grassland, just grass everywhere. I've got... Over the grass? You just drove over the grass? Yeah. 
Yes. There's like a little, there's like a tiny little like tire tracks, but we were like losing the tire tracks every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in the middle of nowhere camping, so much fun. Silent. Stars everywhere. We're just watching shooting stars the entire night. I'm watching the shooting stars. And we had, we're here in coyotes the entire night. Um, and we're always just like, if a coyote starts messing around, or you like, you hear a coyote outside your tent, make a lot of noise. It'll scare them away. Um, like the coyote's not gonna like rip into your tent. It's a coyote. Right. And so Emily's a little on edge, okay? I'm it's like three in the morning. I'm awake, I'm watching the stars, having a great time watching these stars. I'm seeing a shooting star like every three seconds. Um all of a sudden, Steven wakes up in his own tent. I'm in my own tent, Emily's in her own tent, Max and Steve are in their own tent, three tents. And Steven wakes up. Sits up, screams at the top of his lungs, like sheer terror. Max wakes up, does the exact same thing. They're gripping each other's shoulders, like shaking each other, screaming. Sheer, you can't like, you can like yell. You can't like fake terror. That that was sheer terror coming from their tent. So then I'm like, oh gosh, there's a coyote like in their tent chewing on their leg or something. So then I start like yelling, making a ton of noise. Like maybe the coyote doesn't know I'm around. It'll scare it away or something. It'll come towards me. Because I'm, like, ripping my door off my tent, jumping out with my gun. I'm like, what's going on? I'm, I'm about to go to war. Like, getting ready to, like, pistol whip this thing and then, like, shoot it to high heaven. All right. I get out of the tent. I'm walking around. I'm, like, running around this grassland. I'm like, what are you guys yelling at? I literally say those words. And they're in their tent just gripping each other's shoulders, screaming. And they're like, they stop. They look around. They're like, oh, nothing. They laugh for about, like, 15 seconds, fall asleep. Emily's terrified. Obviously, she's in her own tent. <laughs> what? Do they ever explain what the heck happened? Uh, apparently, Steven woke up from like a nightmare or something. He, he doesn't even know. He apparently woke up and then Max just joins in. <laughs> he just joined in and is screaming. And Max like is also terrified. we laughed about that the entire trip back emily was like so scared i mean rightfully so she's in her own tent she doesn't know what's going on you're right you can't fake terror yeah like you you know when like someone's being serious in a moment like that they were so dead serious i'm like literally running around camp just like about to go to war and there's nothing just a silent grassland in the middle of nowhere we wake up there's like a bison off in the distance it's sweet that's incredible. We uh, had a great rest of the trip, though. It was, uh, it was so much fun. Um, 10 out of 10 would recommend. It's a lot of driving. We did, like, one day 19 hours, another day 16 hours, and, like, three days of, like, eight hours. But if you can handle the driving, um, go see your country. It's sweet. Yeah, seriously, that's great. Glad it was successful. Glad you're not dead. So many things. Yeah, I'm, I think i got to take it easy on these trips. I've uh, kind of been... Running on close closer margins than most people. Uh, <laughs> Maybe an inch uh, an inch from death is not where our norm should be. Maybe. <laughs> well, four or five inches, maybe. Yeah, plenty of space. Thanks for sharing your story about the, um, the trip. Um, we got to plan another trip soon. Yeah, we do. I would love to see something incredible. I'm always down. And see stars. I've been having a lot of bonfires on on my own at my parents' house. I've been living there for a little bit. Nothing beats a good fire. 
And it just is so calming. It makes me feel like Alden. It makes me feel like myself. You guys have nice stars out in Clinton, too. Do. So, like, I'll just stoke a fire, throw a log on every once in a while, uh, eat some peaches, some fresh peaches off the tree, and just sit there and think. Or I'll talk to someone on the phone or that does play sound some quite music. Nice. And it is so relaxing. Um, it'll just go on for hours, and that's okay. You know, it's like I, I'll work like 10 hours in a day, and then I'll come back, and it's just like, reconnecting with who I who I am and what I really like really just able to think about what's happened in the day and the week and the month and oh man it's been amazing so something like that but out west or like that but on top of a mountain you can it can only get better you know yeah let's do it I'm down you gotta just uh let me know when you're free we'll make it happen sounds good um I bet that wraps it up for the day is that that pretty much it I think so Nice. I'm in, I'm about to head into a meeting. People that haven't seen me since I cut my hair. Uh-huh. So. Oh yeah, you did cut your hair. first. Uh, this is the first time John's cut his hair in two since, years since basically high school. Based, well, maybe like, pretty much, yeah. And he looks like a little baby. Exactly. <laughs> his hair is sitting in a bag on the table. <laughs> I gotta figure out where I gotta donate it was this so thing. long. It's it was, 14 inches. Holy crap! Make a little wig for someone who needs is it. This is this all of it? Um, no, no that's the longer part. Okay. I mean, uh, Emily Emily cut my hair, um, and then she cut off, because we were going to, like, do, I told Emily to do whatever she wanted to do, um, and then she was, like, concerned that I'd, like, not be happy with it super short. So she cut off a bunch, and then was planning to, like, style it with it, like, pretty long still, um, but then... I came back to her and I'm like, hey, I just cut the rest off because I don't like how it's flopping around because hair is supposed to be like functional, not like all in my face all the time. Um, so then she cut off a ton. So that is just like the largest part, but there's also probably like another four or five inches that she cut off in like smaller bits. It looks good. You've never looked better. I wish you'd had your hair cut when I was living with you because it was a nightmare to look at you every single day. So... That's where we're going to leave. <laughs> That's where we left off. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you. but <clears throat> It made you look a lot older back when you're doing your business stuff. I think that's, that was like kind of calculated by you and pretty smart. But now that you can go facial hair, you look older anyway. So you're good. Yeah. You've gotten over the hump and it's probably going to be more manageable and you look. It's more practical. Also, I can drive with my windows down without just getting frizzy hair, which... Uh-huh. Uh, I love driving with my windows down. There you go. You look great. You look Thank great. You. Thank you, Carlson. And I'm sure you feel great after the kidney failure. I'm, I, I'm never better. Good. What a time. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, pop the music. Music popped. Uh, thank you for joining us. We will be doing another episode very soon. We got to find a guest. Yeah. Don't worry. We will. And they will be thoughtful. And Insightful. we will be thoughtful. And you will have a good time. You will want to keep listening and all that. Yeah. Let us uh, subscribe, follow, uh, leave a review. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We're everywhere. Uh, So check us out. Thank you and have a great day.